Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. Uh, welcome to Between the Covers from Shoreline Publishing. My name's Will and today we're going to have a chat about coffee to Ed Vukovic. G'day Ed, how are you going? Good, how are you? Nice Not to too you. bad. Not too bad, mate. Um, your book, Grind, is coming out very, very soon, I believe. Yes. Uh, well, it's earmarked to come out in the next couple of months, I think. So, yeah, pretty excited. It would be pretty exciting. Uh, what was it like when you got the phone call to say that it's going to happen? Um, look, it was a bit of a bit of a process. Um, it was something we talked about, but never really, I never thought it would happen because, you know, these sorts of things you never do. You just write the thing and then, you know, leave it to its own devices. Yep. Um, it was actually, yeah, it was, I was pretty chuffed when... Bradley gave me a call and said, yeah, we're going to do it. So, um, yeah, it was just, it, it sort of took me back, I guess, you know. Yep. I, I wasn't, you know, it's was like, oh, hang on, my book's going to actually be out there for people to read. They actually might read this story and I didn't write it for nothing. So, yeah. It's a, um, it's a bit of a buzz, isn't it? Um, it is. It really is. Yeah, no, it is, it is a bit of a buzz and, and something that you remember for a long time, I reckon. Um, how have you found the publishing process so far? Uh, well, yeah, that's an interesting question because it was slated to, come out a little while ago, but then COVID sort of yep. put a kibosh on everything. <laughs> yeah, um, as it does. So it's been a gradual process so far. Um, but, yeah, um, look, it was this was something that I wrote a while ago. Uh, when I say a while, I meant five years ago, I think five, six years ago. I don't know, time's flown by in the last couple of years. It's all a blur. <laughs> um, and I I'd originally had, I don't know if you want to mention this in the podcast, but I originally had it self-published. Yep. Did okay. But let's be honest, I'm not a marketer. I don't know how to sell anything. Yep. Um, and people loved it, but no one could find it. So when Bradley approached me, I thought this sounds like a good idea to have a, you know, a small independent Aussie publisher, publish a book that's set in Australia by an Australian author. Um, yeah. And so he's been great. It's like the communication's been really, really good. I understand the process and all that kind of stuff. Um, it was just a waiting game, really, with everything that happened. That Australian publisher angle is really good. I mean, there's obviously Shoreline Publishing and Playtime Books in the same stable, and it's all 100% Australian. I think that gives um, books like yours a bit of an edge to say, you know, this story is from, you know, where I'm from. Yeah, local author, local publisher, local story. So um, you don't get much of that these days, do you? It's all no, so local author, local publisher, local story, local coffee shop. Um, well, this yeah. book is called Grind. It's about uh, a, a character who's uh, got a real fascination with coffee. What, what's your fascination with coffee like? Oh, uh, look, I actually hated drinking coffee when I was young. Really? I hated it. Could not really? get it. Maybe it's because my parents only ever drank Nescafe. That's all uh, they ever uh, drank. That'll do my it. D- dad would drink about 15 cups a day. Um, couldn't stand it. And then I met my now wife. Wow, we're going back some time now. 18 years ago. Yeah. And she's Macedonian, and her mother introduced me to Turkish coffee. And so I sampled one of those, and I thought, oh, this, this is pretty good. Um, it, interestingly, it was, it's stronger, thicker, has a much bolder flavour than, you know, instant. And then she also introduced me to the world of coffee ground reading, just something I'd not really heard about 
before I'd heard of tea leaves, other fortune telly things, but I've never yep. seen this before. And so she read my cup. Um, I've never let her read it again because it was <laughs> there were some truths in there that hit really close to home. Um, I'm fascinated by what she does. I've spoken to her about it at length. Like she's part of the she, an element of her is an element of Jiva, the main character in the book. Um, yep. But yeah, and then since then, I've just sort of really developed this interest in. I love coffee now. Like I, yeah, I've got the point. Where I'm drinking these short black Turkish coffees all the time. Um, is the is the short black Turkish coffee your go to, or do you have a it is now. more ristretto man? It is now. Yeah, um, I actually bought myself a new little bricky the other day because we got an induction stove and I couldn't find one that actually worked on it, and finally <laughs> found one on Amazon. Um, it's like oh, it hogs heaven. I love the stuff. So it's just it's just perfect. Yeah. <laughs> So you mentioned Jeeva, uh, the main character, or the central character of, of Grind, mm-hmm. is based on your mother-in-law a little bit. Um, how, how did that dynamic come about? Um, when, when I first started talking to Vess and, you know, we, we went through the whole courting and all that, it was a, kind of a whirlwind one. We got married after about six months and then um, we were saving up to buy a house. So Vess's parents had come, you know, the good old European way, come live with us. Yep. We'll help you out. So we moved in together and I spent, a lot of time just talking to her parents, especially her mum. So she, you know, gave me a whole bunch of her background, all about her story, how she grew up back home in the former Yugoslavia, her experience coming into Australia, um, and I was fascinated by it. And then she had all of these, and my my mum was very good at this too. She had a lot of like folk tales and and all that sort of stuff that I've always been interested in. And I we just hung out a lot together because Vess was working odd hours. She works at a hospital. So it was just me and her mum a lot of the time. And we just talked and talked and talked. And the more we talked, it's like, I've got the you know germination of an idea here. So I just wanted to write a little bit about her as a person, like not entirely, but like a younger sort of more contemporary version of her. Um, and yeah, and she was, I mean, over the moon by, uh, you know, the whole, in her eyes, the book is, about her, um, and to a large extent it is. And then there's other people that I've known throughout the years have featured as characters as well, or at least have been inspirations for characters. So, so. it's a bit of a um, Matt Groening from The Simpsons where he knows everybody <laughs> yeah. from the town that he's from. Well, I, I, don't, don't all authors do that. They are, unless yep. you're writing something historical, we all put elements of ourselves in into a book. So, yeah. So, so your mother-in-law is obviously pretty chuffed to have uh, her story sort of told through this book. The, the relationship with your mother-in-law must be pretty special now. Yeah. Well, look, my mum died when I was 18 years old. So um, she's kind of taken on that surrogate mother role for me. Yep. So, it, yeah, it's a pretty close. And I'm the only of all – she's got three daughters and I'm the only um, son-in-law that's of a similar background. Yep. So I think that's also – so I understand a lot of the cultural – norms that she knows. So I think that's kind of held us in good regard. So, what can you tell us about the character Michael? Michelle? Michelle. Michelle. Yeah, Michelle is <laughs> Michelle's based on someone that I used to know. Um, yep. he, he was a friend of my dad's. Um, he's a Belgian immigrant, um, but everyone just called him the Frenchman because, you know, people don't know the difference between French and Belgian because <laughs> it's the same accent. Um, and he came, you know, he fled Belgium uh, after the death of his brother. Um, he was a bit, you know, disillusioned with the world and he came to Australia and he didn't really know what to do with himself and he fell in with a 
bit of a bad crowd and became a, a standover merchant effectively. And so he's uh, he every one of the characters they kind of play off each other. Like the whole book is only set over about three or four days. Yep. So and the, and they're constantly intersecting with each other. And there's one particular job that he was doing way back when um, that goes a bit pear shaped, and that comes back to haunt him later down the track. Um, That's fantastic. Catches up with Danielle. Um, and so he's kind of on the run at the same time. So he's kind of masquerading as a vagrant because he stole a bunch of money from his employer. And so he's, uh, he's on the run he's on, and he doesn't know what to do with himself. Like he, he feels he's, you know, he has so many regrets and guilt over what he's done, but he doesn't know how to make it right. So, yeah, and he befriends Isaac, the pub owner, and it's not until he meets Danielle that he realises that, you know, there's something he can do. But towards the end, it's almost a little bit too little too late. How did you find the character development of trying to create um, Michelle? It's a very specific thing, like to be a, um, a standover merchant. <laughs> it just popped into my head. Do you have practice in that fall? Or that field, no, or? no, I've known a few guys, don't get me wrong. I've spent a lot of time in St Albans and I knew a few guys who, who played it a bit hard. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's just something that popped into my head at the time. Um, I write very organically. Like the only characters I really knew what I wanted to do with was Isaac and um jiva because i guess they're the two central pair and the others are sort of you know you're, you're next level down and michelle just sort of i just started writing initially i started writing about a homeless person and then i had to give him a backstory and the backstory happened to be a standover merchant and it just kept flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing i don't even remember maybe i was writing uh, watching a gangster movie at the same time or maybe watching the sopranos or something back then i don't remember <laughs> um and then it just sort of coming and i thought this i like the way this is going this is going really well and then I found a way to tie him into um, uh, Danielle, the character, and it just sort of went on from there. So there was no plan. There was no. This wasn't preordained. This is just all organic. I, I love that. How does it? How does it feel when you get that flow going and suddenly it becomes this organic thing that grows and grows and grows? It's uh, it's exciting and it's terrifying at the same time. Um, I, I'm writing another book now, and it's the same sort of thing. I've got a very loose plan. I've got a very loose idea, and it just sort of comes together but when you're in the moment and you can see it coming together it's it's really it's exhilarating like you you can you can you see the depths it's almost like you know like in shrek when you're peeling back onion layers yeah <laughs> you, you can see the character develop in front of you but at the same time you have no real um understanding of where it's going to go and i guess like as a writer you want to have some idea of most people always struggle to end a book um, and I, in some sense, I'm not like I've always struggled ending short stories. Short stories end up being very medium to long stories. Um, and it's the same sort of thing. You go, where am I going to go with this person? What am I going to do with them? Um, but sometimes I just want to be in for the ride and see where it goes. How important is reading to a, a writer in terms of um, getting ideas or seeing how things are written or, or character development? I don't think you could be a writer if you don't read. Yep. Um, I think it's impossible. I mean, I look at like I tend to, I really enjoy magical realism as a genre so anything that's slightly fantastical magical supernatural set in a very mundane contemporary setting um and it's just accepted it's not like oh that's magic it's like yeah okay it's a talking dog you know what i mean it's just it's just part of everyday life um so i read a lot of those sorts of um novelists like murakami gaiman you know the the, the latin american guys like marquez and borges and i, I 
I try, try and read as much of the type of stuff that I'm interested in writing myself. But then, if you had, oh, sorry, go. No, you go. No, I was gonna say, if you had a, a, an option to say to somebody, if you want to write, I suggest you read this piece. What would that piece be, do you reckon? Oh, that's a difficult question. It all depends on what you want to write. Um, if you're a science fiction author, pick, if you want to write a science fiction novel, sorry, pick some of the best science fiction storytellers around. If you want to write like an epic fantasy, high fantasy novel, I'd say go and read um, George R.R. R. Martin or Tolkien. You know, that's the sort yep. of thing. Or even N.K. Jemison because they're just brilliant. Um, and it all depends on what you're interested in writing. If you're a romance novelist, go find, you know, go read some Jackie Collins or some other stuff that, you know, people who know how to do it. Um, but then I'll say also go outside of what you normally read because it's, I found it fascinating how much I've picked up from writers and, you know, genres I wouldn't normally read that have influenced me at the same time. So I'm not a massive science fiction fan generally. I love watching it, but reading it, I find it a bit tedious sometimes. But I've picked up a few books over the years and some of it is so, what's the word? It's not transcendental, but it's, it's, it's almost evolutionary in the way the language is used and stuff like that, and even ideas. So it can't help but influence you a little bit. I think everything you read, you can take something from. So even if it's just, you know, something in the newspaper, you can take something from it. Um, and I, I, I even find, like, if you're watching something on TV and something sparks your interest, jump on Google and just research that topic and research what people have written about it. You, it's, there's stuff out there everywhere. So as for one particular author, I couldn't give you one. Just find stuff that you're interested in and that you want to write about and see how other people do it, particularly um, modern versions of it because um, we can all, all hark back to the classic authors and, you know, and say, oh, this is, these are the greatest of their time, blah, 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 blah. But that was then and times have changed. So have a look to see what the new generation is doing, what the last you know, 10, 15 years of authors are doing in that particular space and see how you'd fit in there. Excellent. I've got one final question for you. You mentioned before you're working on something new. I am. Is, is, it, uh, is it something you'll look to get done or I'm hoping something to have a bit? No, there's no point in writing it if I can't get someone to read it. So yep. uh, I'm hoping to have it finished sometime this year. Um, it's, I started it last year and it's been bubbling away for a while. I took a bit of a break because I uh, had some health issues that I needed to deal with. Um, but, yeah, I'm, this one's set in rural Australia in the 90s. Um, and, again, similar with uh, the last book, it deals with a little bit of immigration and ethnic tension and all that kind of stuff. But that's not the main, main focus of the book. The main focus of the book is uh, how would I put it? A forest spirit. Yep. Um, like a forest guardian type of thing. And uh, these two kids kind of stumble upon it and and how it's wreaking havoc in this town and how they deal with it and that sort of thing. So um, a lot of elements of my own life come into this book. So the town, I guess. Yep. That's got fake names and all the characters are changed. Um, <laughs> people, if pe- people I know would recognise themselves, though. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm hoping to have that finished later this year. That's marvellous. So... Ed, your book, Grind, is coming out in March, I believe. Uh, you can go to the Shoreline Publishing website to check it out. You can pre-order now, from what I understand. And, uh, mate, thanks for playing it fast and loose with your writing. It's oh, going to be an absolute rip when it comes out. It was great. I uh, really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Done well. Thanks, Ed, and we'll talk to you soon, hopefully. Right. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing.